0: After spending 82 million Lib dollars, the Lincoln Project grift finally converted a Republican. Congrats, Steve. Welcome to Ruthless.
1: U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has died. Judge Amy Coney Barrett. If Joe Biden wins, Democrats can sack the courts.
0: Lion dog face pony soldier. Maybe that's a question you should ask China. Anyway, my time's up. I'm not
1: thinking about that. That's President. okay. I know okay. you're not thinking. You never do. It's a whole hoax. And you know who's playing into the hoax? People like you and the fake news media. We
0: are born free and we will stay.
1: Yeah, wow, what a shocker. Steve Schmidt is now a Democrat. Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> I mean, you got a, a an
0: MSNBC contributor who campaigned for every Democrat in America over the last year. Uh, he announced he's a Democrat. How about that?
1: Yeah, absolute shocker. Absolute <laughs> shocker. You know, maybe losing Indiana in 2008 was a good sign of his commitment to electing Democrats. <laughs> 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 Good job on that McKean campaign.
0: Well, I mean, the only time the guy's elected Republicans is when he became a Democrat. So we thank Steve. <laughs> we thank Steve and and the group of misfits that he brings with him, who are just contemptible human beings. But we'll we'll dedicate more further down the road on that. We've got plenty of action packed show here. Yeah. I hope you guys all enjoyed the interviews on Monday. It was a little longer program than we normally do, but uh, we thought Seems was-
1: like the feedback was great, you know. We had a hell of a lineup. That was a great, great lineup there. Uh, And we got an action-packed episode today, too. What's in the news?
0: Totally. So um, the news starts with, it's Mary Mitchmas. Uh, Checks might as well be in the mail. The corona package that we've heard so much about, McConnell's got a hold of, finally. And he said that they're not leaving town until they get it done, which finally means it will get done. But I thought what would be good because there's so much nonsense being reported about mm-hmm. the way that this, this whole thing has come together that we march people through smug. Um, yeah. It's,
1: it's the way that the media has played this out, basically just parroting the Dem talking points is, you know, it's, irresponsible, unacceptable. And it's time for the people to get the truth. And that's why they listen to Ruthless.
0: Absolutely. So, I mean, we've said here for a while that the, the bet that Pelosi and Schumer made was that they could never produce a deal. They didn't want to actually have an accomplishment and help the American people because they thought it was better politics to campaign against Trump and Republicans with the American people in a fundamentally worse economic situation than they should be. They, that, that is a fact that is a, that is a calculation that they made. And they also concluded rightly they would never be a, held accountable by the press for taking that position. Right. Mm-hmm. The only problem, the only flaw in the game plan there is that the American people saw right through it.
1: Yep. Yep. And that's the thing is like, when you have Nancy Pelosi, whose only objective was to keep a deal from happening be- until election day, because she thought it would help Joe Biden. And then she comes out and admits it. It's like, this is, it, unbelievable that they're playing with you know so many people being hurt right now during these shutdowns the are playing politics it's unacceptable
0: it's it's completely nuts and um the the package that they're talking about now i i find it endlessly humorous to listen to the the press do the process breakdown of all of this it's like oh yeah they're getting close to a deal they're getting close to oh a yeah and like if you just pull the lens back just a touch what they're talking about—it's like somewhere in the nine hundred billion dollar range, with stuff you know for vaccine distribution, healthcare workers, small businesses—all the stuff that everybody's agreed on all along. All of a sudden, you look at it and it's like, oh my god, that's the that's the package Mitch unveiled in July.
1: July. they its un—you know—they've kept the Democrats have kept the American people waiting since July and, and on there's, this deal that Mitch had proposed. There's
0: no other way to interpret it. Right? So he unveils it in July, Democrats filibuster it. He re releases it in September when coronavirus is coming back, Democrats filibuster it. They tweak it, they roll it back out in October, Democrats filibuster it. And then just like two weeks ago, he's like, why don't you just drop everything that you don't agree on? Like, we'll walk away from it too and just pass the stuff that actually is getting cash in the hands of the American people at this critical time. And they're like, I don't know. We're going to think about it. So two weeks later, we're still waiting. Like, basically, he's sitting in his office waiting for them to recognize that up is up and down is down.
1: Yeah. It's, it, it, and it, what I said, again, is it's frustrating the way that the media has portrayed this as – Oh, you know, it's Republicans keeping a deal from happening when all along and Pelosi admitted this is just her playing politics, keeping the American people waiting. Well, she and she said that smug like that was the the
0: point I think that you're making there is that after the election, she actually did a press conference where she was asked why. They withheld support for getting a smaller package done. Remember, she was demanding $3 trillion, not a penny less, which is-
1: Yeah, the blue state bailout, that's all that was, is they want to get money to their blue states, which are mismanaged, to bail them out for years and years of horrible leadership. We should take a second
0: on that, because, because what that $3 trillion bill was comprised of were many things that were completely unrelated to the coronavirus. One of the things was them sending checks- to the mayors of the cities that presided over the destruction of their city from riots over the summer. Remember when they sat back and said, well, you know, like, look, this is just peaceful protests. Meanwhile, they burned every business to
1: the ground. Yeah, you know, I, it's pretty much the dumb leadership rewarding them. They're like, good job.
0: Mm-hmm. Good job. You sowed enough chaos across the country to make, you know, everybody look bad, which we feel like is good for us. Turns out it really wasn't. But, but that was one component. But the part that infuriates me, and this is something that has just not been reported. If Republicans tried to do what I'm about to explain, they would all be thrown out of office and and like executed. I mean, people would be so furious if Republicans tried to do this. But this is what Democrats do. And I'm not making this up. I'm not embellishing. This is not hyperbole. What they have is the core tenet of the Democratic bill all summer long was a tax cut that is designed to lift the cap on deductions, meaning if if you are a millionaire and you live in a blue state, you vote Democrat, you voted for higher taxes, you voted for, for liberal governance, you're, you are able to deduct that high tax burden that you voted for yourself from your federal income taxes. And it only applies to people who are making millions, Bank. right? So so this is a tax cut in order to send money to the 30 million people who lost their job as a result of the covid guidelines that went into place in all these localities shutting down the businesses and restaurants in order to provide relief to those people who are living hand to mouth. Nancy Pelosi was demanding a massive multi-billion dollar tax cut for blue state millionaires and there is no Nobody can even argue with that. That is exactly what it was. That's what
1: it is. That's what it, the blue state bailout. And they kept Americans waiting this entire time because of it. It's unbelievable. So,
0: so now you know. I mean, honestly, I don't even Even our friends in conservative media, I got to tell you, our, our friends in conservative media do a lot of good work. They dropped the ball on this. Yep. There has been no focus on that. I mean, we were talking about all kinds of nonsense over the summer that, that – this was the most important thing and the fact that we don't have money in people's pockets right now is because of that so anyway that's that's the take you, we thought you needed to know let's get to something that's a little bit lighter
1: yeah uh our 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 good friend jeffrey tubin is back at the headlines
0: <laughs> we <laughs> promised we promised our listeners smug that we would have uh Dogged pursuit, dogged pursuit yeah, of, of our journalist friends, because it was an imperative to get to the bottom of the Zoom call in question.
1: Yeah, Zoomgate,
0: where where Jeffrey Toobin exposed himself and summarily uh, relieved himself <laughs> of many burdens, including his employment at the New Yorker.
1: So there's an article and there's an attempt to, I guess, rehabilitate him. Is that what's going on here? It's what it looks like to me, but it kind of does both. Well, what, who had this? Was it New Yorker? Okay, Well, they do.
0: So, so New Yorker's got this piece that's sort of complex because on one hand it reveals like some details that I'm sure <laughs> Mister Dubin would uh, prefer go unspoken. But it also spends like the last six graphs attempting to rehabilitate him, like basically like he's, yeah, he's a smart guy, you know, he just made a big mistake. Incredible. You know, but, but there, we let's start with the news part of it. Yeah. Remember we asked, we like, I wanted to know what was going on there because it, the, people reported basically that he, he had begun a, um, uh, let's just call it a self congratulatory routine <laughs> on a work zoom call. Um, not knowing he was on a work zoom call. And I'm like, Hey, how does that happen?
1: I got, I got, I got the quote right here. I, I want to read this. This is, you know, this is something else. So, from the New Yorker article, folks, he was seen lowering and raising his computer camera, exposing and touching his penis, and motioning an air kiss to someone other than his colleagues. Mr. Gasson said the magazine suspended Mr. <laughs> Mr. Tubin that day, and executives began an investigation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like picture sitting on the other end of this, and the guy's doing the Jesus. Old up and down.
1: <laughs> Horror, dude. Absolute horror. But, but, but,
0: but like, what a, a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut through a little bit, try to infer a few things by what you've, you've read here. Because I don't think it's terribly clear. I'm inferring that by the raising and the lowering and the exposing and all of that, he doesn't know he's on the work Zoom call, or at least he doesn't know that the camera is on the work Zoom call.
1: Yeah, right? I think he's got another window or something open. Right? He's got he's got you the know. man is multitasking. Yeah, I think he's got his side piece or something <laughs> in the other window, and he forgot that he he didn't like mute his camera or whatever, turn it off for the for the work Zoom.
0: He's got. So I think we've uncovered what's happened here. Ultimately, after dogged pursuit, as we said, I think what we've we've come to the conclusion of is Tubin. Have multi windows going, one of which, and by the way, he was blowing a kiss right so you don't, you don't <laughs> do that to your <laughs> there's someone on the other end that's not like a porn hub situation there's there's someone
1: there there is a live audience Here's why I tell folks you know you got to have a dual monitor set up you, you totally cross the wires here <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have two monitors, this is the yeah. price you pay this is the, this is what happens folks <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh not being able to compartmentalize uh, <laughs> some, what it, what has happened here as uh, Tubin was interacting with someone, uh, not his colleagues, as it says. <laughs> so, so there we go. It was a live performance. We didn't know that. I think those are those are interesting new details. We're, we're know, not done. We're not done investigating. But I think I think, got-
1: I think that's where we need the investigation to happen. Some journalist needs to find out who is in that window.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well I mean if you had good investigative journalism you'd want to know who's on the other side and who's being slighted frankly
1: totally uh, because he's, he's, he's not focusing on them he's multi-tasking. Th- he, th- this dude is multitasking <laughs> there there is a side piece who should be very upset about like getting only 50% of the attention at best
0: so the new yorker and I very rarely recommend anybody read the new yorker uh but but this is an interesting piece. You can see what they're trying to do. They, they talk about the Greenfield. Remember we talked about poor Jeff Greenfield, his colleague at CNN, who he, Tubin had an affair with his daughter. And like every time Tubin comes up, old Greenfield's got to relive that. Anyway, that, that, they do that again. They, they gloss over the worst part. And I don't even think we covered this. I'm not going to go into it because it's just disgusting. It's the holiday season for crying out loud. But We should but, get into
1: it. We should get into it.
0: Ah. Uh, all right. So, New York Daily News reported in two thousand and eight, when Greenfield uh, became pregnant from Tubin, when she told Tubin, "Here's the quote: quote He offered her money if she'd have an abortion." Unquote. Now, that's wow. what that's what that's what the New York Daily News reported about his Greenfield uh, deal. Now, not surprisingly, in a rehabilitation article, uh, that little piece is left out of
1: the New Yorker. But uh, for sure,
0: but they do. Tubin
1: leave. is that guy. Tubin is that guy who hands over the envelope full of cash and says, take care of it.
0: <laughs> He's that
1: guy. He's that guy. It's, it's as if you had any doubt, but, you know, like, <laughs>
0: so there was more to learn here though. And, and again, like they can't just do a straight rehab. They've got to do like some, oh, that's pervy Jeff for you type stuff. <laughs> right. It's like not sexual predator, Jeff. It's all oh, that's pervy Jeff. And they actually say that. In this, in this one uh, excerpt. Let me read this too. The Zoom meeting was not the first time Mr. Tubin had surprised someone in the business with his <laughs> sexual <laughs>
1: forwardness. What a way to put it, dude. It's a surprise. Surprise, guys. Surprise. Look who's out.
0: <laughs> the magazine journalist Lisa DePaulo said mm-hmm. in 2003 that Mr. Tubin asked her out for New Year's Eve telling her he'd separated from Miss McIntosh, who, uh, they don't add this, but that was his wife at the time. A few days after accepting, she returned home to a phone message from Mr. Tubin, in which she said, (laughs) I'm sorry, hold on. He described in vulgar terms a sex act he planned on enacting with her.
1: You know, when we were discussing this, I needed clarification, because I was like, wait, is this after... This is after New Year's Eve? No, they hadn't had the date yet. This guy went preemptive strike on the sexting. Absolutely not. (laughs) He he doesn't wait to close the deal and then, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) follow up. This wasn't follow up, folks.
0: (laughs) This is like when you see somebody who gets caught sending a picture of their naked selves to somebody else. And they're always like, oh, it a terrible mistake. That's never the first time that happened. No. Nope, right? And never you can the first see time. What's happening with, with Tubin here? What Tubin's doing is he's asking somebody out, but then he's priming the pump, right? He wants to see. It, that's just so wild.
1: He, he doesn't see- even wait until after the date. He has not, you know,
0: He wants to see what kind pre-emptive of preemptive day- strike Tubin. Right? So, so, DePaulo, at this point, she said, I, uh, I thought he was a nice guy who was a little pervy. She. she- <laughs> She didn't go out on a date, but she did add this, which makes me kind of like this lady. Uh, she seems like a real character. She says, "Quote: Usually, someone takes me to dinner first."
1: <laughs> she gets it. Jesus, so. Smart. At least wait until dinner before he begins sexting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so- you hey, know what? That you know that has to hurt Tubin more than getting caught on Zoom with coworkers is being called a nice guy who is pervy. <laughs> Who's a little pervy? That's like, good God. There's no coming back from that.
0: I gotta tell you, I don't think Greenfield thinks he's a nice guy.
1: <laughs> I mean. Uh, b- bottom line, I am telling you, we need a journo to find the girl in the other tab. You know? It has to be done. We gotta get we gotta get her side of the story. Whoever he was blowing kisses to and pointing the camera at his genitals we got to get her side of the story.
0: Again, we call on the journalism community. Do yourselves a favor. Earn the Pulitzer. Get to the bottom of this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Think of the page views, folks.
0: Uh, Okay, so that's that's our news. This is the biggest point, maybe the biggest point in the history of Ruthless. We've promised for several weeks.
1: Yeah, speaking of packages.
0: Yeah. (laughs) At the request of, of, of the minions that we do...
1: Some kind of a ruthless gift guide. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ruthless Gift Guide. You know, right off the bat, gift giving is about winning. Whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, winter solstice, it's your job to give the best gift. It's not about how much money or how much thought you put in a gift. It's all about the outcome, victory. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's about.
0: Right. And you remember, I mean, you recall Thanksgiving had a similar, uh, outlook. It was, it yeah. was victory. It's about winning. That's a very good preface for this Christmas. However, is also about capitalism, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Don't let the libs and the journos feel you it, it, like fool you into thinking this is some kind of like socialist BS about peace and love. But just remember the wise men, they didn't show up with good feelings, smug. They, they showed up with gold, frankincense and mirth
1: yes they did yes they did and santa is a capitalist icon i mean libs want to think that Santa's a commie giving out gifts to everyone totally bogus folks santa's all about that meritocracy there's a nice list and there's a naughty list this teaches kids from a young age not about being good or bad but making sure there's enough gray area in your actions to make sure you don't wind up with a stocking full of coal so you know leaving cookies and milk seals the deal we, you got to get ahead in that naughty or nice rat race. Can we, can we,
0: can we stop on one line that you had there? You've got to build enough gray area into your actions to make sure you don't wind up with a stocking full of coal. Yeah,
1: you gotta, t- you gotta teach, you gotta teach them young. It's the way the world works.
0: <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have reasonable deniability. You've gotta have. I mean, it's important lessons. And then when it doesn't work, bribery. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get to the gifts, because this is an important part to just sort of contextualize and actually put into practice the framework that Smug has laid out here. And the the first gifts are obvious. They already are obvious to you. You've probably already purchased them. You certainly didn't need us to come up with this. And that's ammunition and gold. Yeah, uh, straight up. You know, and I mean look, nothing says you care better than self defense and a solid <laughs> financial hedge. <laughs> It's, it's especially topical given that in a month, you've got Kamala coming for your guns and Biden's tanking the economy. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So the savvy investor in ammo and gold-heavy portfolios at this point during the holiday season, they are going to look
1: like a genius when the roundup starts. Absolutely. You know, great point there, Josh. You know, a second, and I, I try to remind folks of this simple fact your parents want grandkids, you filthy millennial. Like, sure, they'll pretend it's like whatever garbage you give them, socks or whatever. But deep down inside, they're so disappointed that you're not continuing the family line. You know, man, woman, liberal or conservative, if your parents don't care about your excuse, they want grandkids, you failure. Bottom line.
0: I will say a few years back when our first uh, son was born, we gave them a card, I think with some children's books and it by far was the best gift we'd ever given them because at that point we were pregnant. There's no lie in that. There's no lie. That is the best gift. You also got to know your target, right? Because you can't get the same gift for everybody. And As much as you want to get your philosophy major, Bernie, bro, Zoomer, cousin, the latest vision of a Trumpy bear, you need to understand that he's going to set it on fire. And that can go one of two ways, right? I mean, (laughs) like maybe in some families, that's something to look down on, right? You don't want to disrupt your family with some kind of a bonfire in the (laughs) middle of of the living room. In my family, I don't know, man. It provides the, you know, some warmth and ambiance to the holiday ex- right. experience. Right. right? It's, so, it's so, a
1: good, good environment.
0: So think about that in terms of if you're going to just shove something right down their throat, you know what their reaction's about to be. Does that add to your experience or subtract to it?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, instead, especially for your younger liberal relatives, here's a couple suggestions that we have. Number one, a roll of duct tape. <laughs> you know, not only is it practical, but if worn across the mouth and nose, it cuts COVID transmission by 100%. <laughs> you can also include the plastic bag that you use to bring it home from the store. You know, As long as it fits comfortably over the head of your relative, it's a surefire way to stop the spread. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be clear, we're not um, advocating for murdering your relative. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another idea Slug, is a, a subscription of any type to like a meat of the month delivery. Um, you, you, there are many companies that ship 12 different meats from 12 different species of animal over the course of the year. And, uh, you know, for your vegetarian family, that's a nice gift. You know, yeah. it's, it's you're, what you're giving them is the gift of protein. They're missing something in their lives. You're providing for them.
1: I might consider that for my assistant, Foldy, who is unfortunately a vegan. So that might help him out, you know, have a positive impact on his life. I mean, honestly, I'm just surprised that vegans, you know, celebrate holidays. I was pretty sure they don't, you know, if they don't, they clearly don't enjoy any joy in their life. So they probably avoid holidays to begin with.
0: (laughs) So what do you think, Smug, though, about uh, technology?
1: So for, I would absolutely not recommend trying to buy any technology for a Zoomer. You know, as you get older, your chance of buying some knockoff version of what they want goes up exponentially. Like, remember when grandma bought you that Super Martin Brothers game for the Nintendo? Yeah, you're, you're too old to buy tech for kids. Don't risk it. The uh, you know, only exception to this, I'll say, is war Crimes for Reagan, which should be given to every child. On your gift list, they need Bring to learn right.
0: very important lessons in the Cold War <laughs> and Reagan and James Baker, as we've covered on the program. It's Absolutely essential. But you're right. Overall, right. You don't think you're too old. You're too old. You're yeah. Too- um. So you know, let's get like a little bit more specific for your news newsmax watching aunt or uncle. God bless them. Uh. You know, I think you start with sending around an email that is it like fwd 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 All caps proof that Biden hacked the election. And 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 like that's just kind of gets the ball rolling.
1: (laughs) For those folks.
0: Just just for those folks. And 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 obviously you print it out, right? You're not gonna you're not gonna give them the actual email. You print out the email. That's the kind of like a cover page for you, right? Because you're gonna want Look, every you get up in the morning. Kids like to open their presents right away. Every adult is just a little sort of like either hungover from the night before, or they're just not quite into the FWD. FWD proof that Biden stole the election is a that. surefire way to get them up and animated.
1: And and, right? and and those folks, you know, they could. There's a lot that they could use in the Christmas season. You know, like a subscription to NordVPN or another internet anonymity service, because you know, God knows what's in those emails that they've been forwarding and passing around. That'll help out for sure. Uh, you know, maybe a nice tasteful painting like dogs playing poker to hang on the inside of their bunker and a, a year's supply of hydroxychloroquine. That should also, you know, check off their gift list.
0: That is a good, solid gift list. But if, if you're looking for, you know, somebody of a, a little bit more uh, mainstream conservative family member, I, you know, one of the things that I, I would call like a Fox News bundle.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And you know what this is. It starts, obviously, with a my pillow and silk sheets exclusively from the exotic land of Giza.
1: Yeah, where the finest cottons are, as we all know. The
0: finest cottons. But, but, you know, I mean, the other things that you got going for you, like, you know, gold from Roslyn Capital. Look, you check a couple of boxes. We talked Absolutely. about gold earlier. That's an important investment this time of year. Got to get that gold. Capital.
1: Right? And what else? You've got, the third, you've got the third thing that they need.
0: Well, the third thing is, you know... You don't know all of the health conditions of all of your family members, but I guarantee you that they are cured either by Prevagen, Ozempic, or Humira for Crohn's and colitis. Absolutely. (laughs) I've seen it enough where I know for a fact that whatever it is, it's taken care of by one of those three items, although some side effects do apply.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And here's next up, you know, it's a gift for your grandparents. You know, number one, if your grandparents made it through COVID, they're lucky bonus points if they made it through Andrew Cuomo's massacre. Absolute massacre of the elderly in New York State. So if they survive, they probably need money. And fortunately, Tom Selleck, our friend, has a new financial instrument called a reverse mortgage. You should get for them immediately. And, you know, they will thank you for it. This is, so this one's my favorite because
0: you're giving them the gift of selling the home out from underneath. Right,
1: yep, totally. They'll love you for it.
0: They will love you for it. It puts cash in their pocket. Yeah. All life's
1: work, their their home and security. Who needs that, right? Reverse mortgage, that thing.
0: (laughs) All right. So if you're not talking about family, you're talking about bosses. Remember that if you want to get a promotion, you're expected to give a gift to your boss. I don't care what anybody says about office rules. This is this is a rock solid fact. I'm going to give you a no-joke recommendation here. All bosses like bourbon if your boss doesn't like bourbon it's time to get a new boss
1: yeah and you know let's close this with uh the gifts that if you're looking to give gifts to the hosts of ruthless you're going to want to give josh at least one georgia senate seat in this special election two if you want to splurge And for me, as you folks know (laughs) what I love most, definitely pictures of the moon or fireworks taken from your cell phone because I cannot get enough of those when they're tweeted at me. Absolute favorite.
0: (laughs) Can't get enough, folks. That is the gift guide. You know, if none of that stuff works, buy the guy a heated razor or something. You know, look, its at this point, if you're over 35 and you look forward to your
1: Christmas gifts, you're a degenerate. I, I i honestly i i love the gift giving i look forward to getting nothing i've gotten no, to that point anything. i get nothing i don't
0: i don't want anything i we for those of us who have kids it's really nice and sort of wholesome to watch them sort of embrace santa and the christmas spirit and open gifts and they're happy and they're like all that's great you show up with some tie for me it's like you know thanks i know you don't mean it really and i you know it's like okay i'll put it back in my closet again
1: Yeah, I mean, at this point, Christmas to me means getting just blindly drunk on eggnog. That's what I look forward to. It's the best season, folks.
0: And we will, I will, I will uh, add this smug because this is not a our Christmas spectacular. We're just giving you this
1: is just a gift guide. We still got the Christmas spectacular on the way next week, folks.
0: Next week, we give you a Christmas spectacular where we tell you how to plan out your Christmas week, in particular, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with your family in great detail
1: it's going to be amazing you know uh so remember you know tune in next time for it but until then minions keep the faith hold the line and own the libs stay ruthless we'll see you on tuesday